follow me to a place where incredible feats are routine every hour or so. Where enchantment runs rampant, just wild in the streets. Open sesame. Here we go! Arabian night, like Arabian days. They tease and excite, take off and take flight. They shock and amaze. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. This episode, we're looking at Disney's Aladdin. Yeah, Disney's Aladdin. Um, I remember it coming about um, first time around, which is rare for me. Um, so normally with a lot of the stuff we look at, I'm catching it sort of like the second time around or something, maybe even third. Um, but this one came in 94, um, immediately after Return of Jafar was released, which is the first sequel to, uh, to Aladdin. Um, and it kind of just picked up, it picked up immediately where that left off. So you had um, Jafar was gone, Genie was free, Iago was now part of the key group, and it just kind of, it was like an ext- extension of the film, really. And you saw a lot of it with Disney at that time doing with films. They did um, a Little Mermaid um, series as well, pretty much straight after that came out. Um, and it just seemed to be the way they wanted to go for a while. And it's quite interesting because, I mean, I remember it fondly, and I, I have some issues with it, which we'll talk about as we go through. But it's regarded as probably one of their best um, cartoon series of the period. Yeah, I'd go with that. Um, you tend to automatically think of like Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, all of those kind of, um, you know, I hasten to say original franchises because they're all kind of spinned off. But Aladdin, as you say, was directly following on from the film. It was almost a sequel. Um, and, and so you, I think you with those shows as well, they were all kind of the marquee shows, weren't they? Now, this of the... Um... The, the, so the original afternoon block, the, um, the gummy bears, ducktails, um, rescue rangers. They're kind of you, t- you talk about sort of Disney um, series, and they're the ones that people remember. Yeah, definitely. Whereas Aladdin, you just kind of go to the film, don't you? You don't think of it as yeah. a TV show. Yeah, and it's a, it's a shame really because I think in that respect, it for me, I, I, I know I don't give it the credit it probably deserves. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't either. Until it was on the list for us to watch, I'll be honest, I hadn't even thought about going back to look at the series. I watched the film fairly regularly, I suppose. It's not my favourite Disney film anymore. Hmm. It used to be. Um, but that's because as a you know, as a young boy, it was one of the only ones that had like a male hero and stuff, which we've discussed yeah. before. Um, but yeah, I'd have never thought of going back to watch it. Not in the same way that I do with DuckTales and stuff like that. Um, I am actually glad that I have, though, because it is way better than I actually remember it being. So, oh, definitely. I mean, you know, even down to things like... Um, I, I think Aladdin is probably the franchise that was treated best by its sequels. You know, Return of Jafar is good and... Uh, hmm. The King of Thieves as well is quite good, and this just follows on. But the, Robin Williams was only ever in that kind of first one. I think did he return for King of Thieves? I as think well? he came sure back he for did. King of Thieves. I'm not sure. Yeah, but the series is all Dan Castle and Etta. Um, yeah, and controversial as it might be, I actually prefer that, and I think the show works better with Dan Castle and Etta in that role. He's not quite so off the wall and sort of madcap. I think if it had yeah. been Robin Williams doing that for God knows how many episodes they made of this thing, but it would just annoy the piss out of me. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I mean, I um, I have the same concern with the live action version that's um, due to drop next year. 
um, with Will Smith in that role. You just get the feeling that the the personality is going to be bigger than the character. Definitely, and that was definitely the case with Robin Williams' genie. Don't get me wrong, it works for like 80-odd minutes in the film, but then when you see what Dan Castellet is doing with it, the humor's just a little bit more nuanced. Yeah, he's still a zany character, but it's not Robin Williams doing dated impressions for... Well, well that's it. Episodes. I mean, um, uh, Dan Castellet, um, his his performance today was a lot more subtle. And it wasn't a Kate. No, it wasn't as madcap. Yes, he, he was a zany character, but the delivery was such that you weren't, you know, you weren't waiting for him to go completely off the deep end with it. No, no, no that's right. Uh, I mean, we've got Gilbert Godfrey there for that as Yago. Um, yes, and even um, Jason Alexander as well as um, Abysmal no, did the same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, Abysmal is sort of a recurring character in this, isn't he? From what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite interesting what they did with Yago as a character. When you watch it back, um, I'd completely forgotten that they just retconned him as this kind of good guy all of a sudden. Well, they they, they did it through um, they, they they did it through turn of Jafar, and so they his in the in the original film he was a brilliant villain sidekick because he was always. In much, in much the way the villains are always sort of pulling somebody else's strings, he kind of thought he was doing that with Jafar, and he was no, he was the driving force. And at some point, his day would come. And yeah. then he had that, and all the way all the way through that film, he's sort of belittled. You know, he's he's the butt of the jokes. He gets them. He gets physically abused. I think in, at some point in Return of Jafar, he catches fire. You know, that sort of thing happens. And you just um, he's never taken seriously. So all the way through Return of Jafar, you have these sort of pick, 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 to a point where he says, "Fuck it, I've had enough." And he goes and sides the other way. And you kind of don't think, yeah, he's playing both sides. And because it's a Disney film, you know at the end of the day he's going to come out on the right side of it. He's never going to completely fuck anyone over as much as he wants to if he'll get in power because he, no, that's not where his arc is going. Yeah, I suppose that's right. I mean, you don't tend to think of him as having an arc, really. He was just a psychic character. But, yeah, I guess this is a show now, so everybody has to have their own arc. Um, I mean, you see that with Jasmine. She's definitely a much. I mean, she's a strong female in the in the actual film, as far as princesses go. But she really does. I mean, there are whole episodes here where she takes center stage. You know, so she, yeah. she definitely goes on her own journey. And I guess it's important for all of them to do that, with the exception of Abu, who is just there to steal shit, essentially. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, trouble. Abu is kind of the only true link between Aladdin and his past and where he's come from really I mean everything else you know, he has the magic carpet which he only only got from his theory but then led him into the the main story um he has the genie he has jasmine he has a relationship with the sultan he's not one day he will be sultan all of that comes from that one act in his new life whereas abu is the one thing that keeps them he's saying hang on it's it's sort of that same way saying hang on actually we're thieves we'll always be thieves so let's not fuck about with these people let's go back to nicking food yeah, and that is the impetus for a lot of these episodes. It is Abu will nick some shit, and then it'll be magical, and all hell will break loose, and they'll have to put the genie back in the bottle. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, but that that's is the I mean, I, for a lot of these I, episodes. I've got the wiki page open in front of me just for a change because no research. Um, wiki? Us? Never. The description of Abu is the lovable yet troublesome best friend of Aladdin. Abu is known to be a master thief and has his eyes on a set of golden jewels, but is working on changing his thieving ways. In what fucking universe is he trying to change his thieving ways? Yeah, no, he doesn't do that at all. Uh, no. He literally steals something in every episode, I think. Certainly in everyone that I've watched for this. So Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. the, you, you, there was kind of a, a hint of this anyway in, in the original film because right at the beginning where they where they steal the food and then they give it to the orphans. No, that that's kind of hitting him. That's him. He'll go he'll go that extra mile to steal stuff and to get away. But then when it comes down to a yes, okay, you no, know, he is a good character. He will do that. But he does it begrudgingly. And he lets you know that he's doing it begrudgingly. And that's no, that's not him changing his ways. And as you said, in every episode, he steals some form of a jewel. I think there was one. Is like crystal rose with like a gold, um, like a, no, a gold stem type shape on it, like a brooch type thing. And he's after that for fucking ages. Yeah, and it is like this just ongoing recurring thing. He, he's going to steal shit, and Aladdin's going to try and live an honest life and what have you. It seems, it seems like it's very thin to stretch that out. Over, I mean, you've got Wiki open. How many episodes are there? I'm assuming sixty. Eighty six. Eighty six. Oh, sorry, eighty four and two uh, two director video films, which were uh, Return of Jafar and um, yeah. I mean, I count them as direct sequels. To be honest, yeah. I don't really see, even though they clearly are a part of the show's continuity, you know, they've got that animation style and they clearly didn't have the budget of the films. They they work so well as sequels that I see yeah. them as, as direct sequels to the film. Um, but yeah, that shtick for 80 odd episodes is, that should be tiresome. Um, it's not over, I mean, I've not watched 80 episodes for this. I've watched five or six. Um, it didn't get tired really um i don't know whether that's no. because i have a connection to the characters because i grew up with them um I, I i'm not sure what that is or whether it's just that it's handled in such a way that it's ever so slightly different every episode you know yes he's stealing something again but it's something different sometimes it's the main yeah. focus of the plot sometimes it's not um so yeah it's. I mean, credit to them for spinning that out over eighty episodes and managing to keep it fresh. Yeah, I mean, I think that the same with with any story, any sort of series like this, where you're taking what is effectively a fairly limited uh, universe and a fairly limited set of characters and trying to spin them out over eighty plus episodes. There's always going to be a bit of repetition. You're always because the characters are fundamentally the same, and they're always going to be up to the same things. You're never going to have. A character doing a complete flip and changing their entire path because that's not what people want to see. You know, you, you're not on a redemption journey. You're not on this big sweeping arc where in episode one you're doing this and by episode eighty you've you've completed your quest and you've done this that, and the other. That's not what this is. You could be forgiven for, no, that's for doing that anyway. That there are shows that do that. That it's just not this, is it? It's a totally different thing. In in a weird sort of way, even though it's got this kind of Arabian Nights grand sweeping adventure thing behind it because it's Valadin, it it still does kind of fit into that Saturday afternoon Disney block with kind of Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Duck in that it is very episodic. Um, oh, yeah, they're, they're all one-off, with the exception of maybe one or two um, double episodes. If like. They are very much one-off episode of the week. And at the end, it's like kind of like a sitcom. At the end of the week, everything's back to normal. Or by the start of the next episode, if you haven't watched them in order, it doesn't matter because nothing has fundamentally changed. Yeah, the characters all remain the same. And yeah, there is no... Despite we're talking about um, Yargo and stuff like that, Arnark, it doesn't, no one learns anything. No one grows here. Um, no. Aladdin's no, that's still right. Aladdin. I mean, Jasmine's still Jasmine. Um, yeah, I mean, Jasmine will come on to in a little bit because I have some issues with Jasmine and the way she's kind of... The way she's 
um, portrayed now uh, and the way some people are sort of people write her and people talk about it. We'll come on to that shortly. Is I mean, this about the, the fucking that... new costume? Because don't get me started on the new fucking costume. Yeah, all right, we'll we'll skip over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the new costume is is just wrong. It's that's not what Jasmine looks like. Um, despite the fact in this she has different color costumes, at least the costumes. Yeah, it's the same costume, the same. it's a different color. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I have some issues with with the um, with some of the, some of the characterization, but I mean, um, yeah, it's for, for me, it's 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 a reasonable expansion of the film. I mean, I'll give you um bit of background and say there were there were 86 episodes produced if you, if you count the films there were 86 so 84 episodes of uh, disney's aladdin there was also um a spin-off in the hercules animated series called hercules in the arabian nights in which um Agrabah and uh, aladdin featured so oh, they you know, they did kind of keep on pushing it for a bit um it ran for no, it ran only, only ran for a year which is fairly standard for this sort of program um just enough to get it syndicated and then get it out keep pushing it out and then make new product and and promote that. So I mean, it's fairly typical at the time. Um, but yeah, it just it seems to me it's one of probably one of the more faithful versions of the series of a film. I mean, they could have quite easily gone down the route of put, of transplanting the character somewhere else, um, or taking Aladdin away from that. You take him away from Jasmine and the Sultan and just trying to and make stories about him. And they didn't do that. I think that's probably a very. It was a very on, on paper, it sounds like an easy choice, but it would have been a lot easier to just say, right, start start again. We don't have any baggage. We just have a character. Um, but they, yeah. they kind of stuck with it, which I'm pleased with. But yeah, as a result of that, like the, way they, that. the way they took um, Jasmine as a, as a prime example, she's, she's always seen as this very feisty character. She's always very um, she's very forthright. She knows her mind. In the film, she, got, she runs away from home, um, goes out, meets Aladdin, and it's only when she gets arrested and, you know, probably likely to be executed she thinks actually no fuck i do need to be a princess every now and again and goes back into into her, her role and that's how we find now that's how aladdin finds her that's how everybody finds out who she is in the series you kind of get more of that because every now and again it's a case of oh shit we haven't wanted to hang this episode on right kidnap jasmine yeah it is a bit unfortunate that she falls back into that kind of trope um it's annoying as well because as a character she is actually she's fairly handy when you see her in this show she can look after herself and then it's like all of a sudden when they've run out of ideas they just kind of nerf her for no reason and they're just like right yeah she'll get kidnapped now you know it, yeah, yeah. It, it is so yeah it, it is it is annoying i think for from for the work they did with the series and how and how it came together i think that's probably the most disappointing part of them yeah and especially the amount of criticism that disney princesses come under as well you know and they all they always need a man to save them and it's all about finding a man and stuff and this just kind of plays straight into that uh, especially because it's a male leading character as well and it's a sort of boy orientated if you want to put a gender label on it like a boy orientated action show it's a yeah. shame but then we are talking 20 years ago yeah, um, yeah, ninety four. The series was the film was ninety two, I think. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we have come on a lot in twenty years, and I guess you have to question whether, perhaps, if this was being made today, whether that would be still the case. You know, it wouldn't be unusual to see Aladdin get kidnapped now and Jasmine have to rescue him. Um, no, that's that not. is certainly the we, case. We haven't done. We've got to that point, and it'd be interesting to see. I mean, they won't do it because they just won't. But it, there'd be nothing wrong in that in the re, in the remake, the live action remake that's happening next year, for that to happen. 
and uh, people have become more um, more aware of that sort of uh, sort of thing and that sort of trope. And like if the the Wreck Raft um, trailer, um, where you have all the princesses and they, they go through all the things. I don't know what makes Penelope a princess, and now it's I think it's Rapunzel says. No, does everyone think your life is great because a man came and rescued you? And that's kind of where they all went. And it, it's frustrating. And I think that going forward, I think obviously they, they're aware of it. So they're, they're trying to make a bit, bit of a joke out of it there and make light of it. But it's a very real problem because in remaking a lot of the things they're doing, they either completely change the stories in mm. order to remake them in a more appropriate way, or they kind of have to stick with that and draw the ire of people who are watching it thinking, hang on, that's not right. This is 2019 or wherever it's going to be when the film comes out. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a temptation for the SJWs to jump all over this kind of thing. Uh, Yes, they've got a point, but then, as you said, this was 20 years ago, so you have to kind of put that aside and see what happens when they make it now. As I say, I've been watching the Tangled series as well, which is really fucking good, and it is not uncommon for Flynn to get kidnapped in that series and Rapunzel to have to rescue him or for him to fuck something up and Rapunzel to have to sort it out. That is not uncommon and that's perfectly no, fine now. Typical the, the film as well, I mean he that was the way it went. He, he got caught out, he got into trouble and she rescued him constantly. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, this isn't that. <laughs> no. So, I mean, and this I guess for be, a I mean, time... You, Sorry, go on. You look at some, some of the criticism of stuff that's appearing on Netflix now, stuff like Friends. Like Friends ran from 94 to 2003. It ran for for 10 seasons. And people people watching it now are losing their shit because there's a, a lack of diversity of characters. Um, some of the attitudes towards um, uh, Ross's, uh, Ross's first wife um, and her sexuality, the way some of, some of the jokes were made about that. Yes, okay, they were probably inappropriate, but they were of a time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people lose their shit, where they, they really they can't afford to, because you can't go back and change it. It's not no. as if saying, well, that's inappropriate. I'm not going to watch it. Well, the cast got paid their million dollars an episode. The show was the show was as successful as it was. Boycotting it now doesn't make a blame bit of fucking difference. No, they just lose a very small amount of residuals, which at yeah, this that's point, it, that's none it. of them care. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those. You think, well, people, no, people do tend to lose their shit over things that they can't actually do anything about. And it aren't even relevant anymore. I mean, for for anyone to go back to this and coming back to Aladdin and talking about the the Jasmine character and the way she was handled, for somebody to say, oh, yeah, well, they they completely diminished her character. She was always being kidnapped. She was always vulnerable. She was always weak. Well, yeah, okay, there were instances where she was 20 years ago when this was made. You're not going to go back and remake it. You're not going back and re-edit those episodes to to fix it, are you? No. And, and I mean, even within the confines of that, like, yeah, she's not necessarily saving the day all the time, but just in the few episodes that I've watched, there are some where it's more Jasmine-centric and where she is actually the person that has a problem that has to be overcome and she does it herself. And Aladdin's almost like a tertiary character. Um, there was one I remember specifically where it was all about her having to be a mother to a prince from far off land and stuff. And yeah, okay, you can argue it's a little bit matriarchal, like she has to be the mother and do the girly things and what have you. But it still gives her real agency in the story, and the story's about her, and she affects her own destiny. Um, And ultimately, she saves the day. So she does still have that, she's just not necessarily doing it swinging a sword around or anything. Yeah, I think that's what, I mean, you do get a lot of people, and especially you get... you will get people on the internet because the internet's a great place for talking shit you would never actually say in real life because nobody knows who the hell you are. But people will come out and say, oh, yeah, well, no, they just don't. They, they, 
they made her no, they made her relatively strong to look to placate women and to say, oh well, you know, she, yeah, we've got this this evolving female character, this strong female character, but in reality, she's completely subservient to her boyfriend. Yeah, you'll always get that. You'll always have somebody of of a, of a contrary opinion because that's what they want to do. They they'll come out with a, a negative opinion just because they can. Yeah, fuck you, internet. Uh, yeah, fuck right. the internet. Yeah. Nothing good ever came from the internet apart from this podcast. It, naturally. Um, yeah. I mean, when you, when you really think about it, if they did want to depict her as a strong character, like all the ingredients were there. Um, she's an Arabian princess. She was shown to be able to handle herself in a fight in the actual film. She gets in a few tussles. She's got a great big fucking tiger that she can ride yeah. around on. Like the opportunity was there. They just didn't take it. Um, yeah, I mean, make of that what you will. It's not called Aladdin and Jasmine. It's called Aladdin. So yeah, that's right. And no, it's it's unfortunate in some respects because people have jumped on it for that reason. Um, just incidentally, because it just caught my eye, I've had this page open for about twenty five minutes. It just caught my eye that the um, the genre um, category for Aladdin on Wiki is action adventure, fantasy, comedy, and romance. Now, I'm sorry, where was the where was the romance part? Is that just their way of trying to say it appeals to girls as well? Yeah, see, now that's the kind of shit the internet needs to get upset over. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not the fact that, unfortunately, we have a character who who's maybe not as strong as she could be. And that really is, if we're honest about it, us bitching and moaning about the way that she's treated now. This is us looking back as, air quotes, modern men. Um, we didn't think this shit at the time, so oh God, neither no. did anyone else. So... I mean, at the time, I'd have been 11 or 12, you know, I wouldn't have been thinking this way. I wouldn't be thinking, oh, yeah, well, you know, she shouldn't be showing that much skin and she shouldn't be doing that. I was thinking, oh, she kicks ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole on her, yeah. I'm yeah, still... I think, I mean, there's there's potentially a, sort of a side podcast on princesses where we could just run amok, but I think we'd probably better leave that one for now. Uh, um, I've given context to the show because we're you know, 20 minutes in or whatever it is, and I'm actually told people who don't know what it's about what it's about if you don't know then i'm fairly surprised but just in case aladdin's an american animated television series produced by walt disney television animation aired from september 5th 1994 to november 25th 1995 based on the 1992 disney film of the same name uh, the series said immediately after the return of jafar and picked up where the installment left off aladdin's tv series is considered one of disney's finest tv animation work um produced by alan zaslov and tad stones who um who produced um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Duck. Uh, many of the film stars provided voice of their TV counterparts with the notable sessions of Dan Castellaneta uh, filling in for Robin Williams in the genie role uh, and Val Betton as the Sultan who replaced Douglas, Douglas Seal. Um, the biggest comparison um, to the other series that came at the same time, I mentioned they did a Little Mermaid series, uh, was that this one didn't have any musical numbers. Um, the Little Mermaid series was primarily um, a way to get more singing done. Um, the point of which I don't don't know, but that's kind of it. If you can find it online, I think it's on Disney Life. I'm not sure, um, but if you can find that series, give it a look because it's quite interesting to uh, to see to compare the two and think they're only a year or so apart, um, but one is infinitely better than the other. Okay, I know I said we were done with this, but I mean, there's that attitude again, right there. So the Little Mermaid one is primarily singing and shit, and probably Ariel sort of swimming around talking to cutesy little sea creatures um it's, i'd imagine so yeah i can't remember much about the little mermaid show i'll be honest i remember it existed um and that's only by virtue of 
in order to do this show, I remember Aladdin existed, and therefore I remembered Hercules existed, and so on and so forth. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind of the same as me. I mean, I, I I was aware of a series. I don't remember ever seeing it at the time, and I I I can't even tell you if I've seen clips of it now. To be honest, it kind of blurs into one. But yeah, the, the, just the, the way that the way that's treated, it, as I said, it's it's case in point. You know, it's they've got ah oh, well, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's, it's a, a it's a young she, no, she's a fairly young female character. Who you know we want to engage with young girls because that'll bring more viewers in. Therefore, I'd say it's singing, it's cutesy, uh, and you've got you know Aladdin getting you know, people lining up to take his head off with scimitars and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean therein lies the problem, I guess. Uh, maybe we should go and do Little Mermaid as well if we can find it. Um, just for the record, I mean we normally do this sort of stuff at the end, but Aladdin is not the easiest show to find, uh, surprisingly. So Little Mermaid might be even more difficult. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll give it a try and we'll see if we can find it, and uh, so we may come to that another time. Um, yeah. So back to Aladdin then. Um, originally aired as a preview on the Disney Channel in early '94, and in September it began currently on, uh, on the syndicated Disney afternoon block and on Saturday mornings on CBS. Um, Disney Channel reran it from '97 till 2000, when it was replaced by their pre-teen lineup. It was then shown on Toon Disney from April '98 until 2009, when the rest of the lineup was replaced by the Disney XD branding. So it ran for Jesus. 15 years. No, 17 years. That's mental. I didn't realise it was still running. I mean, we're only talking, like, well, not even 10 years ago at that point. Well, Jesus. that's right. I mean, it, I'd imagine, but I, mean, I don't know this, so don't quote me on this, but I'd imagine, given the age on it at the time, the fact that they were, they were sort of phasing into their new branding and their new um, their sort of new style, I'd imagine it was sort of becoming less and less frequently on air. By by 2009, but still, you know, for a, a, a show that only ran from 94 to 95, you, you're talking 15 years later that it's still it's still airing on TV. I mean, how many times did they have to show those 80-odd episodes over the course of that one? Well, fuck, you know me in maths, but even if they were shown an episode a week, that's a load. Yeah. I was just about to say, I'm not going to do the math, but that has been continually repeated. That's like Simpsons-level repeated. Um, yeah, that's no, kind of like Friends on E4, where they show like four episodes a day and get through ten seasons in, in like three weeks and then start again. Yeah, that's that's fucking nuts. Um, that's hardcore. You got you got to got to get to the point where you're wondering who's actually watching when they're repeating that frequently. Yeah, I mean, these these are good. The you know the, the quality of the animation is good. The stories are good. It's everything you expect from Disney. You know, we've said this ad nauseum on. The Rescue Rangers podcast and the DuckTales podcast. So, like this stuff is really a cut above everything else. Yeah. But still, I don't know if I could watch these like continually. I enjoyed the few that I watched and maybe I'll watch more, but I couldn't watch it continually for that length of time. Difficult one. So it's not it's not something you're gonna sort of pick up a DVD of and go right and I've got a couple of hours to spend, I'm gonna chuck Aladdin on. No. No. I mean if you're gonna do that, let's be honest, you're gonna watch the film. Yeah, of course you are. Um, so, yeah, in terms of watching it as a kid, though, I'll be honest, I don't... Like, I have vague memories of this. Maybe it was because I was a little bit older. But, like, normally we do these podcasts and I go, like, oh, yeah, I can remember that used to be on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning or it was on this channel or that channel. Mm. I can't remember where I was when I was watching Aladdin as a show. I remember No, being I can't on... either. I mean, I remember it being on. It must have been on... In like we we didn't have Sky, so we only had four channels. Um, and on ITV, always had the the Disney ITV stuff. ITV had the Disney stuff, yeah. 
So it must so, yeah, so have they'd been have, CITV. Um, they had the show called Dig It, and the, uh, there's another one. And like, they'd have presenters who would do a bit, a few skits, and then they'd introduce a, an episode of Aladdin or Recess or Gummy Bears or whatever. And that was fine. That was always that was always great. But I can't place um, this at all. No, I can't either. But it must have been CITV. You're right. Oh yeah, it had to be because they they had all the Disney stuff. So I mean, for me, it had to be. And I can't even see. Um, uh, like I said, talk, uh, normally we can find out where it's been, no, where it's been shown and where it's been released. But generally, there's not there's not even anything on uh, on Wiki about when it was on TV in in this country. Like, normally, you can find something. It's odd, like the amount of information out there over this show and the show itself is very difficult to find. It's really, really weird. Aladdin is a big franchise. It was a big film. You'd think this would be everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, not. if you like, think that when we did um, DuckTales and when we've looked at some of the other shows we've done and some of the shows we're going to do in the future, which we've already researched, listeners, honest. Um, but you, you look at some research? of the and you look at there are wiki pages, there are Reddit th- uh, threads, there are, you know, there, are all, there are all sorts of articles of things dotted around the internet. There is four fifths of fuck all about Aladdin. Yeah, I even when you go like when we've done the other uh, Disney shows, I've picked up the box sets. They're out there on Amazon. They're actually dirt cheap. They're like a fiver. Aladdin is like forty odd quid, and you need to special order it. It's hmm. not hard. Uh, so not easy to get hold of. Um, no, that's right. And I, I don't know why that is. And I mean. Given how successful it was and how long they ran it for as well, you'd think they'd be all over it, trying to get out as, as much as they can. Yeah, I, and just because it is a recognisable brand still, you know. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's got the film there, even kids that are sort of born 10 years after, they're still going to watch this because they'll come to the film first and then come to the show. Yeah. So it is strange that it's not marketed more heavily. I mean, who knows what's going to happen now with Disney life and the streaming service they're going to launch in the States as well. Maybe it'll get a resurgence. I don't know. I think it's more likely though, that the newer films, the likes of the, you know, that you've got the Tangled show now, it wouldn't surprise me if there's eventually a frozen one, you yeah. know, they will take the place of something like this. Yeah, probably. And I, yeah, I just find it quite strange. I'd say there's no, it's just very difficult to find, anything about the show i mean you can normally find i mean think about when we did um things like ren and stimpy there's so there's so much written i mean i know there are personal issues with certain individuals yeah, but there's the, so the, much we written just about the, the show episode, itself before you so. go into individual um personalities but here let's say you've just got a, a, a very basic synopsis of what the show was some some info about the characters and that's it and a list of episodes no, there's there's very little to actually hang your hat on with it. So I mean, for something that's as well known, as well loved, and regarded as one of their more impressive works, you kind of think this this being sold short a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I don't know. I I just found it weird. But I mean, there is there were some VHSs, so it does exist out there in the wild if you want to find it. It is obviously on YouTube. Everything, yeah. I mean, YouTube, there, I there, are, the quality... there have been releases. I mean, you've got 12 VHS cassettes containing 24 episodes of the series released in the US, um, including four cassettes of the Princess Collection Jasmine's Enchanted Tales, um, which contains eight episodes. So, I mean, they are out there. Um, in the UK, there were 10 VHS cassettes with 19 episodes of the series. Um, DVD, DVD not released officially, but on March 14, 2005, three episodes of the series were added to the Jasmine's Enchanted Tales Journey of the Princess DVD. Um, and the first season of the show is currently available for purchase on Amazon Instant Video in Germany. 
So they're not even selling it internationally. It's bizarre. Why the fuck Germany? But like, why were you the first season? Yeah, I, of all the places, like, why is it in Germany? Is it well, dubbed we've, in German? We've as seen well? that before as well. I mean, there are some just very weird choices that have been made about how to market things and where to sell them. I mean, this has got to be a territory thing. Uh, but then, having said Maybe. that, it, Disney's produced the fucking thing and Disney's released it. So, surely yeah, exactly. all the rights are in one sense. place. But, um, yeah, I mean, we can ponder on why that is for forever because I mean, there's, there's no answer to it. There's nothing written about it. So we, we won't ever find it. Um, um, if you're in Germany just by some small chance and you have access to season one of Aladdin, just let us know. Is it dubbed? What's it called? I, I'm just I'm curious now about German Aladdin. It's 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 still going to be called Disney's Aladdin, isn't it? I mean, it's oh no. However, however Disney's Aladdin translates into German, um, and I'd imagine it's going to be dubbed fuck because you wouldn't try and sell it to a territory in a language that's not their first language. I mean, you look at you know how many languages things like the Simpsons and you know are, are dubbed into. You know, it, it would it wouldn't make sense for them to not dub it. Although it does freak me out. I mean, I remember um, being in France years ago, um, and the Simpsons was on at seven o'clock in the morning. And it was, ironically, it was the episode where Bart goes and exchange trip to France and uh, learns to speak French. But seeing all the Simpsons speaking French is really fucking weird. Yeah, it fucks with your head. That's why I'm fascinated about the German release. Just hearing what those voices are doing, and especially I said at the top of the episode, like, I prefer Genie's voice work in this. It would be interesting to hear what that voice work is like in German and how that yeah. translates, you know. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, just while we're on that as well, you asked. You said you weren't sure if uh, Robbie Williams did um, King of Thieves. He did. He came back for I that. Thought so yeah, there, there was some. So sort I, I've of not, I don't think I've seen it, so I can't really deal. comment. But yeah, there was there was a weird thing with his deal and advertising. There was there was something like his image or his name shouldn't have been used to to promote the film. Yeah, it was something like that. that. And then the, bin, the, the way they did it, and when he died, it came about. And I can't remember where I heard this. It was on. I think it was a Kevin Smith podcast, but I might be mistaken. It might be in a different one. But they were talking about um, they had obviously the, the the footage or the recordings of him they actually used, but they had all the recordings they didn't use, which is something like ten times as much was actually in the film, and how they could basically make an entire new film with the original recordings. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's quite... like he it, it was something that he didn't own them; that they were still owned by Disney, but there was a clearance issue as to what they were allowed to use and what they were allowed to use it for. Yeah, it got very nasty. Um, he had a big falling out with Eisner over his name being on the marquee. I believe it was that he didn't actually want his name on the marquee and he didn't want to be used to promote the film. Uh, right. But because of the success of, of various other films at the time that he was in, Eisner decided to promote it on the back of Robin Williams and he went fucking gonzo. Well, yeah, because I, I remember a poster for Aladdin with Robin Williams' name on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went fucking gonzo. Um, so subsequently didn't return for the sequel and then they kissed and made up by the time King of Thieves rolled around. Or to an extent. Okay. I don't think they ever actually kissed and made up, but he started working with Disney again. So Yeah. Well, no, at some point you remember you got to eat. Well, yeah. I don't think he was short of a few bob, though, to be fair. Well, he was Robin know. Williams. But, um... Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, I mean, apart from Robin Williams, um, let's say cast for the film uh, was pretty much the cast of the series. Um, Scott Scott Winger, um, Linda Larkin, Gilbert Gottfried, Frank Welker, um, and then you had some usual Disney, um, usually Disney, Disney ad, um, uh, stand, uh, 
stalwarts. Um, you know, Jim Cummings, um, uh, some of the uh, Simpsons actresses in there, so trust me, and people like that. And then you get some get some some, some bigger names as well, like Sir James Avery, who was um, I think he was the main guard, wasn't he? Yes. Um, Tim Curry popped up in an episode. Did he? There were plans for um, guest uh, guest appearances for Hank Azaria, um, Phil Hartman, James Earl Jones. Um, that didn't pan out. I mean, they had some pretty big plans, and then they, they they were putting a lot into the cast. They were spending a lot of money, is putting a lot of a lot of stock in the cast. And that, no, that's always a good thing. You think if they if they're going to get ringers in, then you kind of know that they haven't really got a chance, and they're not really taking it that seriously. I mean, all of these Disney shows, they fucking threw money at them, and by television animation standards, anyway. You know, these were yeah. obviously cheaper to make than the films, but they were not afraid, as we've discussed before, they were not afraid of throwing money at voice talent. Um, <laughs> It's, I, I think the animation was actually outsourced on this, though, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah, the animation, done in-house. Um, again, there's a bit on um, Wiki, and there's always one when it talks about animation, and it sort of tells you who did it. And no, this, It's usually um, Korea, um, China, Japan. Um, so this one, the animated series, uh, the animated television series animated by Walt Disney Television Animation Australia, Walt Disney Animation Japan, Toon City Animation, uh, Manila, um, Kennedy Cartoons in Manila, Candy Cartoons in Toronto, um, Guimarães uh, Productions in Sao Paulo, apologies pronunciation. Nice. Um, Moving Images International, working with Toon City in Manila, Animal Yar, known as the Animal House, um, Wang, obviously you've got nice. to have a penis reference in there somewhere, Wang Film Productions, uh, Sun Moon uh, Animation, and South Pacific, uh, South Pacific Rhythm Productions. So, I mean, they, they, they just went, you know what, fuck it, we've got all these episodes to make, just send it out, get it done quick, and get it back in. Yeah, I mean, it's a production line with this sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, they were saving money on animation, so they could afford to spend out on voice cast. It's interesting, like you said, Tim Curry's in it. I didn't realise that. Um, but Tim Curry also did the Beauty and the Beast sequel as well, when they did Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas. So it makes you wonder right. if, especially with what you're saying about crossovers, I mean, there was no chance they'd cross over with that because he played a fucking enchanted organ. Um, yeah, music of the musical kind, not the penis kind, since Mark's already brought that up. Um, but then you talk about like James Earl Jones and stuff as well, and you've already said there was Hercules crossover, so it does make you wonder where they might have gone with this stuff. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, you kind of think that if they did, if they did eighty-six episodes or eighty-four episodes and two spin-offs or however you want to look at it, they kind you kind of assume they've gone as far as they want to go with it. They don't really want to run it any further. But look at some of the plans that have been talked about or some of the people they've brought in and think, well, what were they going to do with them? Yeah. I mean... So, yeah, it is interesting. I mean, it's, it's not something I thought about until you mentioned it. But, yeah, I mean, they obviously had plans to go further forward. Yeah, you don't bring James Earl Jones in and, and, and do nothing with him. If you're bringing James Earl Jones in, then he needs a weighty role, essentially. Well... Well, that's it. Unless it was a case of you know, there was some downtime on uh, on Lion King and they needed to, you know, to keep him busy. Would this have been around about the time of Lion King? Well, Lion, Lion King was ni- was ninety three, ninety four. It came out, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I so, I mean, the animation time would have been yeah. similar. I mean, yeah, Lion I King might have so. been a bit earlier, but you never know. I mean, contractually though, that would be something totally different. So. Yeah, you never know with Disney, though. Certainly, you know, Eisner Disney contracts got a bit dicky, didn't they? What's a contract with Eisner Disney? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, yeah, That's maybe, Jeffrey but see, it is quite interesting to see. Now, as you said, they, they weren't afraid to throw money at it. And it was, I think it was when we talked about Rescue Rangers that there was, 
a lot of talk um, in some of the pages I read about that, about how much money they spent on um, DuckTales, and as a result, they were willing to spend on uh, Rescue Rangers. I mean, I think it was $18 million or $20 million spent on DuckTales, and they went, okay, that was successful. If we, put, if we put more into Chippendale, we'll get even more back. So they put $27 million or something like that into it. So you've got to wonder, coming after that, if they were still thinking, well, fuck it, just spunk as much money on it as you can, yeah. and it'll sell. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not it's not just the show either. You spunk money over the show, so the show becomes big, and then you get the merchandise off the back end. So, you know, if you're bringing in somebody like James Earl Jones and you give him, again, he's going to be a big character. There's going to be a, a specific look to that character. He's going to stand out, and there's going to be an action figure there, surely. Yeah. You know, well, that makes sense, wouldn't that? Yeah, nobody's got a Mufasa action figure, so at least I don't think so. I don't think there's one. I don't believe so, but uh, will it be proved wrong? Let us know, Will. Yeah, if there is, it'll be like a fucking Happy Meal toy. Were there even Lion King action figures at all? I don't think so. I Probably not, I to be honest. I think there were even Aladdin ones. Yeah, there, there were Aladdin ones. Aladdin ones, surely. Yeah, I remember seeing Aladdin ones. Oh, there may be Happy Meal toys, I can't remember, but they were definitely Aladdin toys. They were definitely Happy Meal toys of all of these films. Definitely. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it was... Um... You don't see it so much now because there are so many different films lying, and it tends to be the sort of Universal and DreamWorks type stuff that gets to the uh, McDonald's treatment. Right. But um, yeah, at the time it was all um, Disney. I, mean, I remember had um, had a Prince Eric um, from um, Little Mermaid uh, toy from McDonald's. I had I all the Little Mermaid. The only McDonald's one I still got because it was a, it was a molded piece of um, freeform plastic, so it was impossible to break. It was just a solid lump of plastic shaped like Eric. Yeah. I it's kind of ironic because that's exactly what he was in the film as well. Yeah. Um, there were Aladdin action figures made by Mattel. Um, oh, fucking hell. I'm looking at no a genie one right now. So, I mean, big license as well. Mattel, you know, they're not cheap things. No, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, whether they were Lion King or not, I don't know. Um, I can look I don't, I mean, that uh, The problem with Lion King, comic. obviously, they, they, I, I know they do them now. Is it Lion Guard, the, the spin-off show? Yeah, totally different. There, thing. there are toys for that I've seen those. I know there are toys for that, but whether they were Lion King toys, I don't know. I mean, again, fucking, internet, let us know. We're, the fucking we're much in the dark as, as usual. Are um, bad. Right. In a Sorry? word, the fucking Aladdin action figures are really bad. In a word, um, <laughs> I'm looking at probably the most hideously racist action figure I've ever seen in my life here. Uh, these are unbelievable. Right, you, you Google this shit. Just Google Aladdin action figure. Okay. Yeah, I'll I leave that. Are, are they from the time, or are they, uh, what they're supposing the, the, the film ones are going to look like? No, no, no. These are from the time, and they are hideously racist. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll, set up, we'll put up a link for that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, moving on then. So we talked about some of the voice cast. Um, the, the the characters themselves, um, I say, largely the same uh, principal cast as the um, as the film. Uh, the only one who was missing, obviously, was Jafar. Um, they had Aladdin, um, originally a street urchin who stole food to survive. His life changed when he met and fell in love with Jasmine, the princess of Agrabah. Aladdin is engaged to marry Jasmine and will eventually become prince and someday sultan. He learns his future responsibilities while protecting the kingdom from monsters, sorcerers, and other more dangerous. Other more dangerous. Whoever wrote that sentence was shooting. Um, so yes, I mean uh, the character of, of Aladdin. They kind of, in the film they set him up as being this um, 
down on his luck, street urchin. You know, he he st- he steals food because he needs to survive. He's not. He doesn't do it for the shit. He's not out there stealing riches and all the rest of it. He's there because he needs to survive. And then he has this you know, this whole journey where he you know he wants to be something better, something more important. He wants to be uh, he wants to be a prince, and he sets about doing that, not for any sort of noble reason really. And I think the, the series kind of carries that on in, in as much as he's just kind of going along with it, and he grows into it as he's you know, he's fighting the monsters. He's he's more of a more of a prince than he ever was in the film when he when he's pretending to be one, where he's trying to be the you know, the perfect prince, uh, you know, sort of the Prince Ali and all the rest of it. So you can't the, the the way they treat him in the show. It's better, if anything, than they do in the film, because they they they're not trying to give him this sort of this big sweeping arc and make him flawed. They just go, well, he is what he is, and now there's monsters. Yeah, the show kind of works like that as well, though, doesn't it? It is yeah. very much like we said. It is very op- episodic. By this point, we've had three films. We know who Aladdin is. Uh, we might only have had two, actually. No, we had two. So you had um, Return of Jafar came before this. This immediately follows, and then King of Thieves came a couple of years later. Yeah. Okay. So you've had two films to get to know these characters. Um, so they're just off on adventures. I mean, it is interesting that Jafar isn't the bad guy. You know, I know he dies at the end of Return of Jafar. But, I mean, this is fantasy. You can bring people back quite easily. Um, well, yeah. I mean, no. I, again, it's it's one of those, there's a possibility for it and possibly a missed opportunity. But as you said, we've had two films of that. Is there anything really going to be added to to that by bringing him back again? Probably not, but it would give us a memorable villain. I mean... Yeah, because it's kind of only Abysmal right? and then some Monster yeah. of the Week, isn't it? Yeah, it is Abysmal, and as a villain, Abysmal is crap. Let's be honest. He's comic foil. Yeah, he, he's the he's the he's the the polar opposite of, of of a boo. He's there to make people laugh and not be taken seriously, and in the end, you kind of feel sorry for him because he's so fucking useless. In much yeah. the same way, you feel sorry for a boo because he never gets what he actually wants. Yeah, I I think you're right. So if we'd have all of a sudden had Jafar in there, at least there would have been some sort of sense of threat and menace um yeah i i don't understand that decision at all and yeah, I, I can kind of get it and so i mean they're, they're not gaining anything from having him there so i think i can i can see why they wouldn't have bothered it gives them a chance to tell other stories if you've got jafar again and again and again and again and again then it kind of doesn't work i mean yeah. i was I've, I've, i was um re-watching the first series of buffy a couple of weeks ago and you had the first series where it was all the master, and then the first episode of the second series, it's trying to bring the master back back from the dead, and you think, "Fuck, we have another series of the same," and obviously it doesn't go that way. But the kind of the way they set it up, you're thinking, "Do I really want to watch another twenty episodes of yeah. her sparring with you no know, talking penis or whatever? No, however you want to look at it. I mean, it's, it's it's just you kind of think that's I've been there, I've done whoa, that. I want something whoa, different. Whoa, I want whoa, to see whoa, this whoa, character whoa, challenged. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're not we're not just skipping over that. What the fuck do you think a penis looks like? <laughs> because... If you watch the um, last episode of the first series, the demon thing that comes out the floor, out, out the hellmouth. Oh, the okay. Library. I thought you meant the master. Jeez. No, 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 no. Because that looks—he looks nothing like a penis, unless I have very tall, handsome tall, thin, and white. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, sure that was the, um, the, the thing that came out of the hellmouth. So yeah, um, but yeah, and talking about you know, so the characters and the way they. They don't involve me. We talked about Jasmine earlier. I mean, again, the main the main description of her on on the wiki page is it's all about her and her her marriage situation and her you know, being forced to marry and falling in love with uh, with Aladdin. 
And she's no ordinary princess. She's independent and wants to live her life where she's free to make her own choices. But then she kind of go, they kind of just go, but she falls in love with Aladdin. And that's kind of the way they, they try to define her. I think that's that's disappointing in itself. But then, as yeah, we said earlier I, on, the way the character was handled, it was sort of a bit of that and a bit of letting her be, be independent and trying to make her strong. And they didn't really know what to do with her. Yeah, that doesn't come across at all in the show. None of that. No, I mean, whoever's stuff. written this really hasn't watched the fucking thing. No. But, um, um, by the way, side note, um, there are Lion King action figures and there is a oh, okay. faster action figure. Are you good? Um, they're plastic animal action figures. They're all poseable in such a way, and you will find this if you Google them, they're all poseable <laughs> in such a way that they can be made to do rather unfortunate things to each other. Um, well, you never know. Maybe they like it. Uh, yeah, whatever floats your boat, I guess. I worry about some people on the internet. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's some weird people. Well, again, God bless the internet. I worry more about the people that have taken the old toys, so your Scars and your Mufasas and your adult Simbas, and combined them with the Lion Guard toys, which are clearly children. That exists. Yeah, that's a little bit more concerning. That's a whole other level. Yeah. So if you're listening and that was you, run. If you're listening and that was you, Check yourself into you some are... form of clinic somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you are fucked up, man. Um, yeah. Or woman. Yeah. Or woman, yeah, yeah. This is this is an equal opportunities podcast. Yeah, yeah. Women can be paedophiles so. too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. Um, yeah. So Jeannie, Moving we on. talked a lot about sort of um, most of the voice of uh, Dan Castle and Ladder. Um, freed from his lamp at the end of his original Aladdin film, he's able to use his magic freely, uh, but he's not as strong as he was when he was uh, fully fledged genie. Um, but tends to mess up a lot, so he'll he'll try and do something to help, and then bugger it up, and then that kind of leads to the scenario if it's not Abu stealing something. Um, yeah, and then they kind of ever have to rally around to help him fix it. And then, but they all forgive him in the end because he's, you know, he's genie and he's lovable and he kind of made a mistake, which is very Disney, really. Yeah, he is kind of fucking useless, actually, as far as magic goes. They've totally nerfed him. Like, he can still kind of do anything, but it always goes fucking tits up. So he, Well, that's it. it. It's kind of, it's, you kind of get the impression he's kind of lost his bottle a bit. So when he was a genie, he knew how to do everything. Thing. And then all of a sudden, he's more concerned with going to Disneyland. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Get my fingers and... Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. It's gone horribly wrong. And now somebody's got three heads. Yeah. You went very meta then, going to Disneyland. Um... Yeah, well... But he, he does at the end of... Um... I think the first he puts the white... In... No, when, at the start of Return of Jafar, he comes back with the Hawaiian shirt and the goofy hat on. Oh, yeah, he does too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well remembered. Yeah. Didn't watch it this morning. Really? Um, so Iago, um, voiced by possibly the most annoyingly voiced person in the fucking world, uh, Gilbert yeah. Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried, Godfrey, man. Like, um, just why? Why would you submit us to 80 fucking episodes of Gilbert Gottfried? Again, if you bring Jafar back, you can find Iago to screen time only with Jafar. Instead of making him yeah. Aladdin's like, go-to fucking sidekick, he has more screen time than Abu, really. He spends more yeah. time with Aladdin than Abu. Well, that's it. I mean, again, I mean, reading there's a description on here. And though he may have changed his ways and is now on the side of good, Iago is still greedy and sometimes wishes to have riches and power in his life. Iago causes trouble for the gang as he leads them on treasure hunts that turned out to be dangerous. Although he may not be the most likable bird, he has a heart of gold and always does the right thing. Bollocks, he does. Uh, yeah, no, that, again, who the fuck wrote these character descriptions? That sounds nothing I, like Iago whatsoever. I, I have no idea. Maybe some like you no know, four year old. 
Yeah, I mean, so that's offensive to four-year-olds, really, isn't it? Yeah, writing a character description of Iago is easy. It's like annoying prick. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Ruined the tiki room. Done. Um, anyway. Yeah. But yeah um, then you get the, very little written about the Sultan apart from Jasmine's father reluctantly allows the engagement of, of Jasmine and Aladdin. That's the entire yeah. character description what? of the Sultan. He, he doesn't reluctantly allow their engagement at all. By the end of the film, he's he's all like. Yeah, they're all. Oh friends. yeah, he'd go Aladdin. Yeah, he rah rah rah. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's like he's Aladdin. Yeah, what the fuck? This is, yeah, this, is this person bonkers. actually. We, we, let's just do our own character descriptions, yeah, because these are totally fucking wrong. So that was that was the last one anyway. We did a boo earlier, but yeah, it's, you know, again, it, sh- it sh- but it shows that the char- the way the characters were put together, seemingly they're easy to misinterpret. I mean, it looks, it looks like somebody's gone to Return of Jafar, had seen about 10 minutes of it, not seen the original film and not seen the series, and you're going, yeah, that'll do. Or they're just really fucking stupid. Well, there is that. Know. People are stupid. Yeah. Uh, apologies if you're... Uh, no, yes, not I mean, apologies it's... if you're listening. You're fucking stupid. There you go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if you wrote those, then you shouldn't be fucking ashamed of yourselves. You know, hang up your keyboard and go and throw yourself off a bridge or something. That's appalling. Yeah, that may be a bit harsh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have gone that far, but yeah, yeah, you're still um, stupid. So yeah, um, so yeah, in terms of so we talked about how difficult it is to get hold of this show. Um, one thing I do find quite surprising it's 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 regarded as some of Disney's best TV work, certainly of the, of the period. Um, it won four daytime four daytime Emmys, uh, three in '95 and one in '96, all for audio editing, which is a bit of a kick in the teeth, really. That's like, that's the, the thanks for showing up award. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like that's participation like, ribbon. Not to take anything away from audio editors, you know, you do a great. No, job no, and the, pe- the people who did, no, who did who did the work worked hard, but you know, you think well, it's 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 lauded as being such an important show or such a big show. Yeah, but you know, it's, you yeah, it's not that great. Well, we'll give you something for music, we'll for the composition, something for sound mixing. So, so what's the difference between film sound mixing and film sound editing? Why are they two different categories? Are the Emmys really that hard up for categories? Well, no, I mean, I get that, because editing, you're going to take what's there and condense it down, whereas mixing is more about getting your levels right and getting your foley and everything I, in. So I kind of get, I kind I do of that get as, that. You do that as part of the same job, don't you? That's your audio, audio edit. Yeah, kind of, but it's a different skill set. So I, I do get that, but it's still... Yeah. It, you don't go to the Emmys hoping for a fucking sound award. Not unless you're the sound person, which more power to you... But everybody's going there wanting, like yeah, that's a best it. animated. Well, it was TV different people every or... year as well, so you know they they went through some sound people. I mean, you have to bear in mind as well, though, the time this came out, this would have been up against like Batman. So, <laughs> now Bat- Batman had come and gone by this point. Wait, what? Didn't you say earlier on this was like ninety two or something? No, no, the film was ninety two. This was ninety four, ninety five. Batman was ninety two, ninety three. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So we'd gone then. So yeah, it was, Batman was a little, a little bit before. Yeah. Okay, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just quite disappointing. Again, you think it would just you think it would have just picked up a couple of nominations for uh, for some of the big ones, but apparently not. Well, yeah, I mean, at least just for the voice talent, if nothing else, you'd expect some some awards there. But hey ho, they didn't get them. Um, yeah, that's go Aladdin sound mix team. Woo. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those as well. I mean, we say you know, we've talked about this before, and you look at um, when you have these polls and they talk about it was no such and such was voted the third most influential cartoon of all time or the 59th most watched show of all. You think, 
you, you don't know what the criteria are. You know, it may be a case of there were things that were just better at the time. We might not know where they are, but they you know there probably were things that they said, oh, well, yeah, we can't really give it to that because this one's slightly better. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it so depends what they were looking subjective. for at the time, really. Yeah, so much of that is subjectives as well, though, isn't it? I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's generally the thing with uh, with any awards is that it's always down to the people who who uh, who did know who decide on it. They don't take into account unless unless it's a public vote. They don't take into account popularity. They don't take into account so that the general achievement. They take on what it you know, what it's done over the year. And if there's one outstanding moment, well, I think well, yeah, okay, but that that rest of that series was better than that one moment there. So you never know. Yeah. But um, it's a bit. It's just a bit strange, and you'd, you'd expect it. I mean, you, you, even if the score, if the um, if the theme song got something, that would be a start. But... Well, I mean, the theme song was just the fucking same as the film. It was just Arabian Nights. It was, but yeah, I liked Arabian Nights. Yeah, but he didn't really have his own theme song, did it? So, you know, I can I can kind of understand why he didn't get that because the film would have been nominated for its score, not the TV series. So. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot more to say about Aladdin because I mean, it's it's there's so little written about it, so little anything about it really. There's, I mean, short of going back and looking at the episodes, which obviously we no, we we don't go and review the episodes sort of one by one because it takes too long. But there's not really you know, apart from what you no know, the things we've already covered, so some of the, the some of the issues of the characters they're not really a lot to bring up on it no i mean it literally is the same show every episode well um, there are two or three iterations either jasmine gets kidnapped abu steals some magic shit or the genie spell backfires and aladdin has to sort it out that's it that's yeah and and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing i mean it, it, it didn't need anything else no, it's done very well. I thoroughly enjoyed all of the episodes that I watched. This isn't me being negative at all. Um, this is a good show. It's enjoyable. I had fun watching it. Would I watch 80 episodes? Probably fucking not. But I enjoy yeah, the yeah, ones that I watch and I would watch more. You know. Um, yeah, and it's I mean, certainly, you know, as usual with these Disney things, it's incredibly well animated. It's incredibly well acted. The score is good. The production value is there. It's kind of faultless, really. It's just a little bit meh. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the uh, given that's, that's a very a nondescript term. way of, uh, of of selling it. That's kind of the best way to describe it because, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't really add anything to to the films to the franchise, but it doesn't take away either. No. I, I think possibly, um, I say, Return of Jafar is probably my favorite Disney sequel. Um, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Closely followed by Stitch, but I mean, it's, it's, pro- it's probably my favorite Disney sequel, and it's one of the more watched Disney films I own prior to having uh, having a child who then got obsessed with Frozen and Cinderella and you know, anything princess related. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, Return of Jafar has always been one I've got. Uh, was uh, yeah, I loved that film. That was it's just something that I could go back to, and I liked watching it more so than Aladdin. Actually, the series I kind of just go, well, yeah, I've, I've done the same as you. I've watched half a dozen. And I've gone, yeah, okay, I like that, that's good. But I'm not, it doesn't compel me to go and watch another 80. And it doesn't compel me to pick up the film and start again. No. No, I, I think that's the, a, fair, a fair assessment of it. It is good. Can I recommend people watch it? Yes, absolutely. Would I say, like I have done with some of the other stuff we were in here, go and find it now and binge watch it? No, absolutely not. No. 
And is I think that's probably the same with a lot of the Disney ones we've done, is that they, they don't lend themselves to that, really. No, no. But some of them, you know, like a DuckTales or a Rescue Rangers, yeah, you don't binge watch them. But I can say, yeah, go and pick the box set up because there'll be times where you'll just feel like watching some. I don't think that'll be the case with Aladdin, to be honest. It was hard work to track down some watchable episodes. Like, they are on YouTube, but the quality kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Finding decent copies is hard. Was it worth it? Probably not, if I'm honest. Am I going to do it again? Probably not. But I did enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's about right. And I think that, I mean, realistically, it's, it's a decent way to kill 20 minutes. Yeah. And if you know, if you are so inclined, then great. But I mean, if 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 you're looking for something, to, you know, to go out and say and say, right, I'm going to watch the shit. I'm going to go back and I, I want to see. You know, I want to see where it all came from. I want to see how it all went together. This isn't it. This is kind of just you no know, paint by numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, look, if Aladdin floats your boat, if you want more Aladdin, then yeah, track it down. I don't think there's going to be anybody listening to this that has a real nostalgic kick for this show maybe if they're films i don't think there's anybody that's going to be like oh yeah that was my favorite cartoon i i don't think we're going to get that yeah i think i mean because it was a spin-off of a film i mean you look the others we talked about you now um, rescue rangers and ducktales um there was there were characters we knew but they they were new stories and even like tailspin come to talk about talk about that they were characters from jungle book but they were in an entirely new world so you weren't watching jungle book 2 or no jungle book the series you're watching something completely different and completely outlandish and this is just more of the same really yeah yeah so look if you like aladdin it's there for you do you need to do the legwork on youtube or pay an extortionate amount for some box sets but it's there for yeah. you and it's good quality as you'd expect it's perfectly watchable and it's in no is it inoffensive yeah yeah, I'm coming down on the side of it's inoffensive because at the yeah, time yeah, yeah, it was absolutely. Fine. So. I mean, you can find you can find people will take offence at anything. I'm one of them generally. I I, I can get offended by most things, but um, yeah, I, th I think you're probably right. I think there's nothing really that's gonna go out and not make you shout at anything. No, apart from Gilbert Gottfried. Well, he's yeah, offensive. but you know he deserves it. He's he's offensive to my ears. Yeah, I just have to look at him as well. Uh, well, yeah, at least he's animated. You don't have to see his weird, squishy, angry face. Yeah, see? Silver lining. Always a silver lining. Yeah. So that's Disney's Aladdin. Um, if you'd like to go back to it, say go back to it, tell us, tell us what you think, get in touch. Um, you can find us on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network. You can go to our website, uh, www.ddpodcast.net, where you can hear some of our old shows, um, some of our sister shows, um, some partner shows, which are great as well, so check them out. Um, you can find us on Twitter and get in touch that way. We're at SMPDPod. Uh, but until next time, see you later. Yeah, see you later.